This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, Morning Breath family. It's Thursday, November 19th. 19th. That's crazy. Uh, Gosh, it's a Thursday away from Thanksgiving. Is that right? No, two Thursdays away. No. No, one. One Thursday away from Thanksgiving. Mm. It's coming up on us. But we're here today to get into the scripture. What we do is we do a morning devotion. I do one at home. Then uh, Pastor uh, David, who's with me today, does his own in his own way. And then we meet here at the radio station. We don't prepare a message. We prepare our hearts. And then we read the chapter and talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. And our really our plan here, what we'd love to see happen in your life, is for you to read the chapter, spend some time in it. Uh, and then tune into the radio or maybe look at it afterwards. But it's just, we want you to have a relationship with the Lord. And we want you to have part of, as part of that relationship, reading scripture and getting into the word of God. So that's what it's all about. I know in the day and age we live in, there's a lot more ways to do it than when this started some 25 years ago. But it is still a great way to get into the scripture and study. So how are you doing, Pastor David? I am doing great. I am I am loving life. Actually, speaking about Thanksgiving, Going to pick up a brisket and try and smoke it for the family nice. this Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's what you're, you're not going to have turkey? No, they'll have turkey. Oh, but we'll you'll do a brisket turkey. too? I'm going to give it a shot. I'm yeah, have you done one. it before? I have. Yeah. I have. Yeah. And um, You know gonna, Dr. Whitley? Yes. Have you ever talked to him about smoking a brisket? We did. We did. Okay. We spoke yeah, one time. Yeah. He came and actually uh, did yeah. a teaching at one of our apprenticeship lunches yeah, and yeah. afterwards. It's pretty. He's pretty stinking good at it. Yeah. 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 He got yeah. his recipe from Criders. Yeah, we talked Seriously? for a bit. Yeah, that's yeah. an amazing place too. Yeah, it is. And if you're listening here, that's a local um like smokehouse. Yeah, you if you're listening and not drooling, you don't right? really know about the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell yeah. you what, uh jumping in here the next steps of morning breath, if you want to get plugged in with what we're what Come we're on. drooling about, um go to our get our app. Our app is so good for anything East Coast. It'll help you on your daily walk with Jesus as well. It's got morning breath on it the weekend messages. It's got a lot of resources for you. And just go to your mobile app provider, put in East Coast. You'll see our East Coast emblem and go through that, download it to your mobile device. But also you go to our website, eccc.us, and you'll see um, the morning breath banner there. Click on that. It'll be able to take care of you for getting the chapters we've gone into, chapters we're going into. Or if you can't do that, call 321-452-1060 and we'll be able to take care of you. Don't forget to follow us on social media though, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We put a lot of our resources, most of our resources out through those platforms as well. So Awesome. Awesome. And uh, don't forget to join us in our weekend services, whether that's online or in person. We'd love to have you. And uh, that's just uh, one of the things we do. We have a video podcast on Mondays as well. So with Pastor Matt and Jess. So if you'd like to check that out, you can. You can see faces instead of just hear voices. Um, I've heard voices for years. Yeah, yeah. How'd that come out? Do you ever hear any voices, Nick? Um, no. I instantly had you the mic. You can't hear me right now? <laughs> no, I thought you meant like... Uh, I just like, said I it. Have you ever heard voices? Like, I can hear voices in my That's head. That's how a tricky psychologist gets you to admit that you're hearing voices. <laughs> yeah. I instantly started thinking of that for it. old Michael Jackson song where he's like, Uh-oh. where he does like the chorus of it, where he's like, somebody's watching me, the, and it has the other vocalist, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Colossians 2, what a great chapter. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I, 
That did not sound anything like Michael Jackson. Did that sound anything like Michael Jackson to you? Know? <laughs> it did. Uh, I'm more it of a Tito. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, good call. Tito, the the, the wrestler in the <laughs> ring, like the UFC fighter? No, no, uh, but I have been told I look like him uh, for everybody at home. A little I was flattered, and then I saw a picture of him for the first time, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Uh, I he's handsome, dude. We do look like each other a little bit. A little bit, yeah. 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 He ran for an office. He did? Yeah, he just ran for, I think he got elected uh, like a county commissioner somewhere in California. Oh, cool. Dead serious. Praise God. Yeah, all these uh, old washed up uh, <laughs> athletes are running for office. No offense to If you you're washed up athlete. Yeah. I'm just washed up. I was never an athlete. So. <laughs> How's that great? No. Uh, let's get into it. Chapter two. I'm going to read New King James. What about you? I'm going to do NLT. Nice. I, I listened to... Uh, I listened to the NLT on uh, my Bible app yeah. uh, a couple of times and uh, read it in uh, New King James. So it's just, you know, just a little way to get a little bit of everything. Come on. So let's do it. What do you, what are we, I'm going to do how many verses you want me to do? Uh, there's 23, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll go through 12, I guess. Okay. Well, Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism in which you were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moons or Sabbaths. For the rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come, and Christ himself is that reality. Do not anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels, saying that they have visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For he holds the whole body together with his joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. You have died with Christ." And he has set you free from spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't teach, don't touch? 
Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. Amen. Mine says, but are of no value against the indulgences of the flesh. (laughs) Yeah, no value. All All the things like that, have no power. Uh, they don't help. In fact, they actually can have a reverse effect because you end up becoming legalistic and uh, not very powerful in, in the things of God. There's just an incredible freedom, freedom in Jesus. I want to start with uh, verse 1 just real quick mm-hmm. and just mention this. People kind of get an idea what's going on in this chapter He says here, for I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, and for as many have not seen my face in the flesh. Here we see that Paul has never been to Colossae. He's actually ministering to a group of people that were reached through someone else. And now he's kind of taken oversight over them in the sense of writing them and encouraging them. And he's heard nothing good, nothing but good about them. This is the, the spreading effect of the gospel beginning to take place in the New Testament where we've got others going out, reaching the Gentiles like Paul was reaching them and touching people's lives. And, and so I just, I, to me, it's exciting because, you know, I do think when, when we all get to heaven— that we will see people that we've never met that were touched by something we planted at some point in our life. At least I hope so. Come on. You know, that, that we'll find that the word and the, and the ministry went further than we thought it would, than we knew it would. And so that's exciting to see. I remember one day when I was driving down the, down the road, coming in church early Sunday morning, And I picked up a lady walking down the street. Now, this is going to sound weird, but it's what I did. In her pajamas with three little kids in their pajamas. And uh, they were crying. And the kids were holding their pillows and walking down the street in their pajamas. Like at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, whoa. I pulled up next. I said, you guys all right? And she shook her head. No, she couldn't even talk. And I said, uh, get in the back seat. I'm the pastor of the church down here. I'm just going. I was just like right down the street. I'm just going to go in there. The four of you get in the back seat. We'll park there. Anyway, long story short, she was somebody who somebody administered to, and she knew of me and about me because somebody else who had received ministry had talked to her about the Lord. And she ended up, you know, it was a long story Short about six months later, getting getting back in a good situation and getting set free and and that she just got kicked out of her house by her grandmother and with her three kids and at six o'clock in the morning, say so just get out of here and didn't even let them take their stuff. It's pretty bad. That's crazy. Pretty crazy. But the good news was she had a connection enough to where she'd get in the truck with me mm-hmm. instead of thinking she's getting into a truck with an axe murderer. You know, driving down the road at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But there was a connection there. But it didn't come through me. It came through somebody else, which is cool. And it's like, I love the verbiage in in verse 1 because that stood out to me as well. And NLT, it says, I have agonized for you. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, he has a church plant he's not been to. um, And then I thought about some more. The reason he's agonizing is Laodicea and Colossae are not being attacked. They're not like Colossians. Excuse me, not like like Corinthians. Corinthians, the church in Corinth was so sinful. 
all right, because I had so much money, to be honest with you. It was a salt trade city, all right? Well, Ephesus had had a female goddess, Artemis, that they were working through, that church. Well, Colossae had all of these kind of Gnostic believers that— I'm going to try not—I don't want to offend any, but what they were is they were like the uh, foot-in Christians and foot-out, but the foot-out wasn't living in the world. It's living in these super ideological philosophy schools of like this and that, of like uh, people that are so spiritually, they're 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 kind of not practical at all. As the famous uh, uh-huh. poet once said, they're so, so empty-minded that their brains leak. Out, yep, out, and out. and without seeing him, it becomes his words will become the same as these other people's words, and we experience that a little bit today. And you might be like, "Well, how, Pastor? Well, live your best life, live your best life." That's get told. I said all the time. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible actually says says you know what uh, uh, that obedience is better than sacrifice. And that, um, and that living our best lives, our best lives are actually found in Christ Jesus. Like he says in here, the ligaments, the tissue, the body, it's Christ as it grows. Mm. And then nothing here is follow your dreams, another ideology, right? This isn't sin. This isn't don't get drunk or don't go be with a prostitute. This is an ideology and it's hard to fight against an ideology, right? Follow your dreams. And they actually sound pretty good. They do. They yeah. sound good. And Well, follow your dreams also isn't in the Bible. Actually, it says once again that we are now a part of something bigger and that we die to ourselves. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Right. So that's why he's like, oh man, because even myself being the college pastor, seeing young ones that I pour four, six, two, years into and see them go away to college, you know, often I look now through the the lens of Instagram and Facebook and sometimes I agonize, not over sinful things, you know, they're good kids, but sometimes over like, okay, what ideology are you allowing into your heart? And same for you guys. You know, I put down under verse eight, it says, beware lest anyone cheat you Hmm. through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principle of the world, and not according to Christ. And I just wrote down there, make sure you have a biblical worldview. Mm. You know, Come and I, I just think it's so missing from the world we live in right now. You know, we live in a country that the that's super divided. We live in a country that there's an awful lot of hate and anger towards uh, opposite sides right now, that's not a biblical worldview. That's not how you treat your neighbor. That's not how you, you know, you honor uh, somebody else that's out there. Uh, And, you know, I know this is a touchy subject, but even the the subject of, let's say, abortion, is that a a biblical way of life? Is that a biblical decision? Hey, look, I was involved in abortion myself. Um, I got a girl pregnant that had an abortion, so I, I am not innocent in this area. I, I'm not coming at this as somebody that doesn't carry scars from, from being involved in situations, but I am coming at it from a situation where I see something is, is not right. It's not something we should promote and have as a national standard. And, uh, you know, if that angers you or frustrates you, well, you know, either get over it or tune it into the, you know, soft rock station, I guess. I don't know what to tell you on that. But the truth is, if you have a biblical worldview, you think like the Bible teaches. And most of the times when we go to talk to somebody, if you're listening to this podcast right now, there's probably a 90% chance you're clapping in an agreement with us because I feel the same way as Pastor Dan does. But... 
what about those people we work with? What about those people? Thanksgiving's around the corner. It's going to be at the Thanksgiving table with us. Sure. Don't see it. I want to encourage you guys with something here because it, Paul talks about how God has disarmed these spiritual, um, disarmed the powers of evil pretty much. And what happens is, is when we get into these environments, that we have to understand that we're wrestling against uh, dark powers, not flesh and blood. We're not your your uncle or your liberal aunt or or uh, niece or nephew that's at some liberal university that's in visiting doesn't want to fight you, and you Absolutely don't want to fight not. them. Absolutely not. So what I do, and this is just a template that I do, is I don't I don't like how it says judge not, let you be judged yourself. The most misinterpreted scripture in all the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is I don't judge the person and I don't judge the action, believe it or not. I make sure my judgment doesn't allow an accusation to fall on the person. So if let's say they are if they're pro-choice, I don't turn around and say, oh, you're pro-choice? Well, then you believe in killing babies? <laughs> what I've done now is taken my biblical view and my stance and made an accusation about their character. Now, some of you might be sitting here listening and saying, well, it's true, Pastor. Well, guess what? They're never going to receive the gospel if you always use verbiage and language that makes them put their guards up to defend if they're a good person or not. All right? So you have to understand how the heart set that you're putting that person in. Don't get me wrong. Jude says we need to snatch people from the flames of hell. And Peter goes out and says, Christ whom you crucified. So I'm not saying you never give the hard truth. But I'm saying when you approach somebody— Try and make it to where when you talk to them, you're not making them so defensive that they're not listening to you anymore, all right? Like, it'd be the same as, like, for instance, um, I'm Hispanic, and if I talk to a white conservative Republican, I was like, oh, you believe in immigrant? Oh, so you want to throw little illegal immigrant kids in cages then, don't you? The guy would be like, no, I don't. You know, don't put people on the defensive like that because, you know, it's really the goodness of God that draws men unto repentance. So we don't want to have everybody, you know, with loaded pistols looking to defend themselves all the time, especially at Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, especially Thanksgiving. A novel approach would be to love your relatives. <laughs> novel approach would be to uh, honor them, treat them with respect, love them. I wasn't saying project Correct. Yeah, your biblical worldview mm-hmm. on them at dinner. Right. Um, I, I found it very, very little success in preaching. That's where a lot of people get accused of preaching. Let your life live so loud Come on. before others that they can't deny your godliness or your Christ-centeredness or your kindness or your love, peace. Go right down the the fruit of the spirit working in your life so that there is a respect that comes from them towards you for the type of person you are. Come on. Not high-minded or, you know, fancy pants or anything you want to say where, you know, you're a religious zealot. Mm -hmm. Get to the place where you're kind and loving and, and honoring of them. And then when the day comes, you'll be able to share with them. And even when you share with them, it will be mixed with love. I can I, I could be told something really hard about myself, and it would be really hard to hear. But if somebody, if I knew they love me, and if I knew they were thinking the, of the best for me, I could hear them. Come on. And I could receive from them, and I could learn and grow. And so those things are more key, but it's still important to have a have a biblical worldview. Stop Absolutely. looking at the world through the world's philosophy and empty mm-hmm. deceit, you know. All the little platitudes and gratitudes that Pastor David talked about before are not, mm-hmm. you know, they're not 
they're not biblical. A lot of them. What you know, there is a biblical pattern that if it takes a little while to get it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't have a biblical worldview when I got saved. I had a changed heart, but I needed to have a renewed mind. And that that just simply is what Paul's talking about here in Colossians too, about when Christ circumcises our heart. He, he does give us an instruction manual that's called the Bible, but that's 66 books and yeah. 44 authors. It's taking me a while know, to get through some it's, of it. It's a bit of an instruction manual, so we just, you know, we got to get right to the root of it. That's why Christ is like, you know, love God and love your neighbor as yourself, and he has some more predominant scriptures. And I, I believe that as we go through this, we have to understand that we need to address how we love people and and. In doing that, we can't overlook also in Colossians 2 where he talks about this sinful nature, that there's a nature inside of us to get angry to an unhealthy degree, to crave and desire stuff, yep. to be pride-filled, to be—so we have so much work in Christ on ourselves to do that, like what Pastor Dan is saying is, man, if we—like, you need to have that solid foundation on, on our biblical point of view that you can't be shaken— but also, too, you need to be working on yourself and understanding where other people are at. Me, I just turned 40 this year. And when I look now and I minister and I'm working with the college students and I hear some of the stuff and I think, man, I remember when I thought like that when I was 23 and 24. And and some people but just having grace for some people to help them in their mindset and in their walk. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you got to remember is he having wiped out the handwriting of requirement that was against us, which was contrary to us. He's taken it out of the way. He's nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them, uh, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you mm-hmm. in food, drink, or regarding a festival or new moon. You know, if 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 you've got a lifestyle that doesn't include this legalistic stuff, and you don't want to get judged for it. You live your life not judging others, too. Mm. And so, you know, if you sit down at Thanksgiving and you've judged your whole family, well, I, I don't want to go to that Thanksgiving dinner with you. <laughs> right? I don't want to be there. You know, does your family know you care about them, that you love them, that you're, that you're for them, that you're always available to them, that if they need help in any way, you're going to be there? You know, there's a there's a way to live that, that you know, back in the old days when when it was just the right way to live. Don't get me wrong, the old days people, you know, did a lot of things wrong, but, you know, keeping your word and, and being on. a friend and, and those types of things still have value in the world we live in today. And if you're that kind of person, loving Christ, you can, when the opportunity presents itself, let your biblical world view leak out. Come on. But, I mean, you got to live your biblical worldview. You got to vote. Sorry. Your biblical worldview. You've Mm got to, you know, live your life with that biblical worldview and not just project it a pseudo fake biblical worldview on people. It's got to be part of your lifestyle. Amen. And I tell you this here, he canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Come on. I like that. Now, if you are still on patrol for sin in other people's lives, because you're going to help them and you're, you're, you're this and that, I can promise you right now that you probably are pretty hard on yourself. And this is what the enemy hates for you to know, because when you become judgmentally minded, 
on people. Oh, oh, my my liberal this or my you know conservative that or whatever. What happens is you actually open yourself up to that anal- analyzing critical spirit comes on you, and then you get what the Bible's called as a spirit of heaviness. Because you fail in every aspect. You start comparing yourself to other people. You start looking at what you did wrong. You start looking at what other people are doing wrong. You start losing hope. And you're looking more at the law than you are at Jesus Christ. You lose hope. All of a sudden, the world's going to, to Hades in a handbasket. And, and it's like, no, get your eyes off these new moons, and Sabbaths, and legalities, and put it on Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will not lead you wrong when it comes to each day. Give us our day, our daily bread. Lead us not to temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. It's a daily, daily pressing into Jesus that we need. So Absolutely. Paul is actually uprooting and pulling up legalism here. Come on. And your best defense against legalism is this chapter is full of it. Verse 10 uh, says that you're complete. Well, that's a pretty amazing statement. Verses 11 through 13 say we're alive with him. Come on. Uh, You know, 13 and 14 say our sins are canceled. 15 says we have victory. Verse 16 says uh, that we're not judged. Verse 18 says resist false humility. You know, reject religious rules. I mean, there's a little, I mean, if you just read this chapter and lived it, You'd have a biblical worldview, which would be very powerful. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is morning breath. I just want to focus in on verse 6 for a minute, just give you some uh, practical. This is a very doctrinal chapter, but I want to give you some practical advice for today. It says in verse 6, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, Lord, so walk in him. How's that work? What do you mean? Well, how did you receive Jesus? You believed in your heart, and you confessed with your mouth that Jesus was Lord, and you were saved. That's how you receive the Lord. Uh, There's another way I don't know it. So how do you walk out your life? 
You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. You live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The Bible says to walk by faith. We see by faith. You know, faith is a way of life. And that doesn't mean some weird thing where you get all hyper-faithed out. That means that you live your life trusting Jesus all the time. Uh, It does mean that if you need to believe God for something specific, you can and should. But most of the time, if you're just living your life, believing and trusting God, walking out your life, you you don't need to believe God for that many specific things. And I don't know if that's weird to some of you. But if you're trusting God for your whole life all the time, very rarely do you have to pull back from that and deal with one thing because God's taking care of your life as you go. And so those things fall into place. Does that make sense to you, Pastor David? It makes total sense because the most I've seen God was when most of my back was against the wall. (laughs) And you know what? I want to live where my back is fully against the wall, my face is fully on the floor, and just trusting in Jesus. Amen. Well, you guys have a great day, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Colossians 3. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.